Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Business Minute. I'm here joined today by with Miss India Hartman. How are you today, ma'am? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing today? No complaints. No complaints. I'm doing fine. So, Miss Hartman, if I may ask, what is the name of your business? Um, it's actually Love Speaks, a nonprofit organization. Um, it stands for Letting Our Voices Emerge While Spiritually Providing Education and Knowledge. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you. And uh, what is the functionality of you guys' organization? So basically what we do, we are a nonprofit organization. It is a group of um, male and female leaders um, of adults, um, ages 22 and older. And we basically get together and we help our youth ages. We start 10 to 25, but like when I do summer camp or, you know, girl empowerment events, I kind of go a little bit younger, maybe eight years of age of, of younger, kind of, to kind of catch them at that age. And basically, we create um, consistent programs uh, within the community. So every month, we're actually doing either a community service project. Like last night, we actually had a girls' night where I let the older girls come over and just talk. Um, and basically, we provide the programs, we provide mentorship, we provide, um, basically, try to provide all avenues to the actual girls and males and females, basically, within you know, um, in the community for the organization. Okay, that's, that's wonderful. All right, so let me ask, how long have you guys been active? This year, six years. Oh, um, wow. All right, yes, that's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like six years, I, um, 29 years old. I started when I was 23. Uh-huh. Um, I started out with just girls. Um, so it was just me and my husband. And then I started a nonprofit emerge. And basically our vision and everything is to renew, reconstruct, and revise the minds of our youth. So basically, mm. start off with just all the girls, and then of course, um, it became Love Speaks about three now three years ago uh, when I met my um, of course my husband now. So it became Speaks, which came he came into the male portion of it, and um, so basically since then that's what we actually um, been doing. So um, yeah, six long years, um, a lot of work, <laughs> um, a lot of things put into it. I stopped at one point. Um, maybe for about a good seven to eight months, but then, you know, I kind of had to get my head on straight and continue on. Ever since then, I kind of been running with it. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that leads me to my next question. Uh, what really inspired you to start this organization? Well, to kind of give a background story, um, I really, like, you know, back in the day, I'm 29, so back in the day, we had boys and girls clubs. So. Uh-huh. The youth of this of today are totally different um, than what we were. So I found another way to try to appeal to them. Um, my whole point is to be the example, to actually be who I wanted someone to be to me, basically. Um, I create avenues, like last night, I create avenues. Um, last night we had girls' night, and I think the youngest girl was 15 and the oldest was 17, and, and she's actually, um, one was 17, one was 18, and I think one was 16. I think they had like seven or eight girls in a room. And um, we actually were doing shit going off to college, basically, and she just started telling her story. Mm. So the whole point is really to create an avenue for outlet. I let them talk about whatever they want to talk about. Um, I don't stop them from talking about specific subjects or anything like that. Whether it be sex, whether it be boys, what about relationships. Um, so really that's what inspired me. You know, honestly, all they want someone to do is truly listen to them. So, you know, creating a, um atmosphere of allowing them to truly be themselves so I can help from that avenue where they are, that's what truly inspired me. Um, 
you know, to continue to do something for God, number one thing, um, to try to, you know, be there for them in different avenues, um, they could be who I wanted somebody to be to me, kind of like big sister, things like that, I had a big sister, but you know, as far as my childhood, it was very different, mm-hmm. so growing up, when I basically started to do it, I had just left this church I used to be a part of, and I basically didn't go into another church at that time. So I was like, hmm, what can I do with my life? And I just sat down and I wrote the vision out and I wrote it on paper and then I just, I was living in a small apartment and I just invited everybody over um, that was interested, you know, and um, starting with me um, and for it was a help. And of course, a lot of people are gonna come in the beginning, but there's only one girl that is still with me from 60 years ago. Um, like BB Henning or whatever, her name is Lauren and she stuck it out with me still till today. So yeah, that's really what inspired me because just really being that for someone, not just creating programs, but you create an outlet, you know, mm-hmm. for they don't run to the club, they don't run to drugs, they don't run to sex, they don't run to relationships. But if they were to get into any of these avenues, then it is an open door policy of, okay, well, what you want to talk about today? Okay, you in a relationship, but what is he doing? You know, basically mm-hmm. to be an open ear. And also, I have a policy of no one... Um, whatever stays in his room, it keeps in his room. The only time that I tell a parent anything is when it has to do with suicide. Because I cannot watch a child at all avenues. But it's about relationships. How I create that avenue. And parents basically try to trust me. Well, they do trust me, basically. To actually provide that for their kids. Okay. That is wonderful that you create an atmosphere where they feel welcome. Their point is not dismissed. And a sense of confidentiality. That's That's definitely important when dealing with trust, so I commend you on that. Yeah, it does. It takes a lot for, think about you, like, it takes a lot to trust somebody these days. It does. Today. So, when you meet people, some people give trust in the beginning until you give them a reason not to, but then you have people that don't, you know, like, actually, one of my youth said last night is it's very hard to open up to people because you be, you, they be wanting a specific response. But they don't always get it. They always get, oh, well, you'll be all right. Oh, just pray about it. And they mm-hmm. told me they're tired of really hearing that, oh, just you get over. Oh, you're just a teenager. They need somebody to help them, not just tell them, oh, it's going to be all right. You know, mm-hmm. actually, real deal, honestly, unexpected, um, just the truth, you know, nothing to play with, give an example of your own personal life. So, yeah, completely understand. All right. So with, you know, and you you, you kind of delved into my next question earlier. <clears throat> I wanted to know, uh, throughout these 60 years, what obstacles did you encounter along the way? Um, I encountered a lot. Um, honestly, even being in nonprofit, being in business, being in ministry, whichever way you want to call it, you're going to deal with situations. You're going to have to learn how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to deal with whether you have a small crowd, whether you have a big crowd. You're going to deal with uh, whether people support you or whether people don't support you. Uh, but overall, um, the, the one thing is that I think I encounter a lot, which is dealing with the multiple personalities of not only the youth, but the adults that were on my team. Um, honestly, I learned how to deal with people. <laughs> so, um, when you're in a business world, you can't just be your own self and just think that people are just going to be everything that you want them to be. You know, you think mm-hmm. that, oh, well, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. No, that's not a way of doing 
one thing, I think I learned true leadership um, through really um, the difficulty of learning how it actually, the six years I did it, it changed who I was because I started out getting frustrated when I had like big events. Um, I was I was always frustrated or I also like didn't understand why people didn't want to be a part anymore. Uh, why some parents, you know, was like, you know, maybe they go to another organization or why some people feel like, okay, you know, I need to back away and I kinda learned everything on that aspect. Um, I learned how to treat people. Um I learned how to understand how to um I get close to all of my youth, but it also taught me like a lot of my youth I got really close to. Um, you know, just personal life, hanging with them. But I think the one thing I think that I truly learned uh, was really learning that they are a teenager or they're a youth and I am still an adult. You know, mm-hmm. as well as that and for on that that magnitude. Like I said before, um, yes, I, I will let them talk about anything, but I will not let them mention me or their parents or anything or even themselves while in the presence. Not only of me but anybody else. So okay. I really just the difficulty is really just continuing to go. Um, okay. um basically of nobody being there for you or nobody giving you money to help you with this. Basically learning the different avenues of doing it on your own. All right, I understand. I understand that. Wow. All right. Now, with that, and that does seem to be a harrowing task to kind of manage that type of environment. So, how do you manage to balance work and personal life? Well, which it took a while for that. That's what I think. Oh, love pieces like you. That is my life. So, um, truly learning how to that and managing my personal life and actually I just learned to balance it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, I was, you know, and I think I learned to balance the more when I got married. I only been married a year and a half, so honestly, I was a single girl right before a So my life was my ministry. I did it all day, every day. But now, like, I truly learned how to balance my own life to be a balance of love speaks and learning to truly separate it in a sense of matter. Um, I basically learned respect. I learned um, truly that, okay, use this time for this time. Like, for example, I also have another job, of course. So mm-hmm. I learned that how to clock out. I had to learn how to clock out, basically. You know, because especially when you're running with your passion, your, your ideas flow at any given time. I learned how to write things down instead of letting it overpower my time. I learned how to put my cell phone down and understand, okay, this is home life right now, and this is work life right here. So it took a lot of discipline. I actually just learned it. So I would say it took a lot of discipline. Um, just learning the balance, just understanding that, you know, it's still going to be there, you know, um, when I clock back into it. <laughs> so okay. just really learning the whole respect, respect and understanding of everything. All right. Well, I understand because managing my time is something I'm learning as well. It's definitely not something you learn overnight. So I hear you there. No, you don't, <laughs> don't learn it at all overnight. Um, it's one of those things, honestly, my husband had to like bang <laughs> And I'm like, okay, okay. And he's good with it. He was like, hey, this little speech right now we at home. I was like, all right. <laughs> but everybody will understand when well, you have like a passion. But even though you have a passion and you need for something, there's a time when you have to say, hey, let me handle me, let me handle my mm-hmm. personal life. Um, and then it's always going to be there because guess what? It is you. 
you know, you are that. If, if it's truly what you're meant to do, it's all it's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. So when you learn that that when home is important, when family is important, just as much as your you know your organization, and you need to be healthy yourself. You know, you need to have rest yourself. You need to spend time with people outside of your organization yourself, and you have to worry about you and balancing you versus everything else. That you are important, your family is important. Then you'll learn to balance it a little bit more. Um, I would say. Okay. All right. Now, this one might, might, and I hate to blindside you with this one if I will, but with you dealing with so many different personalities and teenagers, was there any experience that you've had over these last six years that have been the most memorable? Repeat that question for me. Sure. Uh, Was there any experience that you felt that was the most memorable? Of the whole, just remember with like, use the memory with just being up for doing the business. Uh, actually, considering both, was there any particular one that stood out to you that was like, wow, you know, this one, this is why I do it? Yes, um, I'll, I'll give this personal story. Running a business or running an organization, especially dealing with youth, is hard because, especially if you're dealing with things in your own personal life. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, balance between home and business and all. Actually, I was on the way to an event, but I had got really frustrated about something. And um, and I was like, you know what? I give up. My husband was like, well, you can give up, but we got to keep going. Like, you know, we got five, six other people on the team. You know, you can just stop. You know, we'll keep going. And I think um, one day I went to a, um, it's another organization out there called Divine Purpose. And I ended up going to an event called Push for Peace. And I had went to the bathroom. And I'm coming back to the bathroom, from the bathroom. And I, um, I saw a girl crying on the stairway. And I was like, part of me was like, just keep walking. You had a bad day. But, of course, my heart and my compassion is like, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to tell the, um, the actual story, because, you know, that's her own personal business, but she was crying about the situation. And I was like, I started to just speak and just talk to her. And, you know, um, honestly, by the end of that conversation, she, she hugged me. She said, thank you um, so much. And I actually, she is, I deal with her until today. And she's like... 16 and now she's a second year of college and I followed them to college right. and you know like just, it's just that day I want to say it, you know, like, when I feel like giving up like when you just cause I can t- I'm strong and I can take on a lot but you know when you're dealing with personal issues then dealing with working, you know business or organization issues some days you just like you know what I really don't want to do this anymore I think everybody understands you keep living and you have a business some days you're like look I just want to shut this down and I really don't want to do this anymore and it was that day that I gave up and it was that same day that I was reminded no this is why I do it I don't do to have events. I don't do it to have, um, to have, you know, snacks for the girls. I don't do it um, to, to just have programs in the community. Yes, that's our basis, but that's the outline of everything. I do it to change a life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that day, I want to say, is very, very memorable. Or when you hear one of your teenagers say, you know, the closer that when I got in this, I got closer to God. You know, you don't hear a lot of youth today saying, you know, this helped me get closer to God. I let them know, yes, I am the outlet. Yes, this organization is the outlet. But if I am not available, because I have all my own personal life, that's when you balance it. Mm-hmm. You know, they know exactly what the source is and what they have to do. So I would say that was one very memorable moment. Um, 
to me to remind me of this. This is why I do it. Like, you know, I don't do it to, you know, I spend a, you know, a lot of events when you do these days, it take a lot of pressure. It take a lot of work. Like right now we have events that are coming up. We have an award show for teen and young adults. And I know that it's going to take a lot to do this event because I do big events. So, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just waiting, like, I just know that this is going to cost so much. But the reason I am doing this is what keeps me going, and that's all the memorable moments and the reason why this is why I do it, to change a life, to have a child to actually smile. You know, I have a lot of youth on my team that don't trust their moms or don't get along with their moms, but literally they can, they can actually tell me this is why I don't, this is what I'm having problems with, and not to turn them against their moms. But to uh, just be there for them because everybody can, can reach a child. Mm-hmm. So that was, I gotta say, my most memorable moment. All right. Okay. So, and and I'm gonna move ahead to this next question because I I've seen I can understand you're you're six years into it and I'm really interested to see what the future of your the organization is. So I'm gonna ask you this: Where would you see your business in one year, three years, and then ten years? Okay. Um, in one year, from where it has grown, um, I will be in my own building. Um, I think the most stressful point is renting people buildings and trying to get community centers and do all of that. So in one year, I will be um, in my own building. I will be, um, in one year, I will be, I actually, this is funny because I just had this conversation with um, for breakfast this morning is I was asked, why am I still working my regular job? What are my, what are my things to get out from my regular job and truly do what I was called to do? You know, mm-hmm. and, and my goal in one year is to get honestly, to be able to provide a space so I can be able to provide income so me and my close teammates that actually do the work for the organization, my goal is to actually get them off of their jobs, and if not to get them off of their jobs, to get them part-time so we can truly do the work that we're supposed to do, rather than being tired and worn down from working a, you know, a 40-hour shift and turn around, you know, 40-hour shift per week, and then turn around and have to work 40 hours with the kids per week. So I would say in one year that, in three years, um, I would like to uh, be more than just mobile. Um, Honestly, my next work will be in Montgomery. Still in Alabama, um, my, my next work, I would say, would be to start a chapter in Montgomery. I would get through this. I would like to start another chapter. Um, spend enough time with this group, getting it done. You know, we're 5013, doing everything we have to do. In three years, I would like to actually start in Montgomery um, and everything. To, I think I, that is enough time to get everything here, get grants here, get money flowing. And then the other year was five years, right? Oh, uh, three years and then ten years. years. Okay, yeah. So it, yeah, in one year I would like to fully to to get pulled off of my job. In three years I would say um, to start another chapter in another city, and then maybe in five to, to go into another state. Okay, all right. And uh, I, I I I can definitely see at the rate that you're going, you could definitely do that. I, I really believe in what you're doing. So. That leads me to my last question, and I always dedicate this to everyone that's listening because they may be on the verge of taking that leap of faith on themselves. So what words of encouragement would you have for someone that's just starting out? Um, The words of encouragement one is that understand that you as a person with a vision. I think a lot of people get sidetracked because of support. Mm. Understand that you're no one support, number one support is God and yourself. Um, you know, everybody that's close to you won't be in support. 
Um, a lot of people stop because they don't get support. I didn't get support for a very long time. And honestly, right now, everybody thinks that everybody always supports me. Trust me, I still deal with certain issues. But, you know, uh, I would say my advice to one is understand that the vision was given to you. That, that's one thing. If you understand that you're supposed to uphold the vision and no one won't be um, as passionate about your vision but you, not mm-hmm. that true passion. Now, you have people on your team that truly love whatever that you are called to do and what you're supposed to do. You're going to have people that do that. But you have to understand that you're the number one responsible to carry it out. There's no one else's responsibility to truly carry out the vision but you. That's one thing. Another thing that when you get frustrated, just understand to calm down. Um, I think my number one thing is I deal with a lot of frustration. Um, understand that. Um, how to work business. I think my thing is truly whatever you, you're supposed to do, I always have somebody to know a business aspect. You can truly um, want to do something, but you got to have somebody on your team or yourself to handle the business portion of whatever you're trying to do. If you don't know it, then get someone that does. On my team, I am the person that truly knows business. I actually form nonprofit organizations as well, so a uh, portion of my passion going to help others still there. So, um, I would truly say that, and, and you know, getting people that are on your team not to just be seat fillers. I actually teach this in my nonprofit class. Um, don't get nobody just because they're your um, your best friend. Um, my own best friends are not in my organization, but if I ask for anything, they would help me. But they're not meant to be in there. Just because they're your friend doesn't mean they're supposed to be a part. Um, mm-hmm. If they're not called to help with the vision or whatever you're trying to do, your business or whatever, then you know. Don't always call on them to do it or expect them to do it. Um, honestly, your support, the majority of your support comes from people that watch you more than they like your status on Facebook. Majority of your um, majority of your support will come from people that watch you, but they don't say anything. You know, um, they watch you, and you understand it. They'll watch what you do. They'll watch how you respond to things. They watch how you carry yourself. They respond. They, you know, they see how you actually do business. Those are the majority of people that truly gonna come and they're gonna support. They're gonna buy into your vision. It may not always be the people that you talk to every day. So I would say that um, just understand that you don't want to carry the vision. Um, just do it. Uh, no, leap of faith. My one year, like I said, go and get, get off my job. That would be a big leap of faith. I love money. I love making money. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but my goal is to find a way to survive funds in order for me to pay for me to be off my job. I don't never want to be that person that works full-time organization and don't have no money coming to me. And that's also stressful. So... I would say do what you love to do. If you have a vision, write it down. Um, follow through with it. A lot of people don't follow through. Get accountability partners. Someone that's going to push you. Somebody's going to say, actually, a couple of my accountability partners are people that may not say something that they make me cry all the time. But I promise you, it's that seed that grows that actually, right, like right I said, right before um, it's me. Somebody asked me, like, why, why are you still, you know, working? Why are you working? You've been working up for five years. What, what are you actually doing to get off of your job? And that actually spoke me today. And here we got this video, you know, it's like, hold on, what? I'm not doing nothing. I'm just sitting dormant and thinking it's just going to come to me. Nothing will just come to you. So you actually think you can pray, you know, but you sit out of the work. So that, that's my advice to everybody. All right. Miss Hartman, it's definitely been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate you taking out the time to let us tell your story. Uh, so, and I did want to plug this for everyone else out there in case they wanted to get in touch with you, maybe see what else you're about, or may just want to donate or offer their assistance. How could they get in contact with you? Okay, well, um, our website, um, number one, um, is um, www.hartman.org. Um, number two, you can email me at hartman.org. 
uh, on the website. I update it maybe once a week. Okay. We have our youth award show that is coming up where we're not nominating our youth, and we have a girls empowerment coming up. So you see everything on the website. Um, another thing is we do have a Facebook page. Um, it's um, of course Facebook.com, and then um, it's Love Speaks 2015. And then we also have my own personal Facebook page, which I'm with Abbott, of course, for everything that I do. Hmm. Um, my Facebook name is India Andrews Hartman. Um, that's I-N-D-I-A, and then Andrews, A-N-D-R-E-W-S, and then Hartman is H-A-R-T-M-A-N. And um, you can actually contact me there as well. I do also have a cell phone number, um, 251-404-4287. Um, so if you want to donate, you can either donate um, through the website. We be eventually that we're always looking for sponsors because, like I said, we do stuff every month. So um, you know, so we always are looking for sponsors with the award show and the girls empowerment. We're looking for sponsors and vendors and everything for that as well. So if you contact all those avenues in which I've given, um, you know, just let us know directly. If you want to cash out, then it's on, of course, the money side, Love Speaks Inc. Um, directly post directly to our account as well. Um, and that's it. Okay. All right, Ms. Hartman. Well, once again, thank you for taking time out today and even allowing us the opportunity to tell your story. Uh, God bless. Thank you again.